ho, ho, ho. Welcome to a CU podcast super show special super holiday edition for Tuesday. We're back on a Tuesday, December 12th, 12, 12, 23. You know what we should have for that's, our intro here? That's Mary Egan Ferguson. I'm Hi. Jolly Pat Country. What? Do you remember the 80s? Like the word special spinning around and going into the TV screen, like right before they would play like a special peanut present. special. Oh, okay. Yeah. The dun, 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 dun. Uh, it was early 80s. Why don't you make more work for me in you know, on the editing part? I'm but just I can... saying it sounds like, you know, it'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, it would be. It tickles someone's I'm, funny. I'm not an editor, but that's. A tickle a bone. On the show today, we'll be talking about the Game Awards. Yeah, that's right. We'll be talking about GTA 6 trailer and lots of booty. Uh, Atari 50, adding more games. Uh, and, a, a review of the Analog Duo co- uh, console. That's right. PGA, Turbo Graphics slash PC Engine. Uh, also, we'll be talking about... Um, what the hell is the other thing? Oh, something called the Intellivision Amico. That's right. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. That's right. I forgot about that, Dean, is your holiday shopping all done? Uh, nope, but you can hear about how I bought 118 tamales yesterday if you listen to That's our, uh, <laughs> if you listen to our, our bonus. Our well, bonus. Ian, maybe, yeah. maybe Santa brought you something right now. Oh, shit. Uh, if I could bend over more. There you go, Ian. Wow. Merry Christmas. Well, thank you. Oh, this is hefty. Merry Christmas, Ian. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Shit. Let us knock over. Ooh. I already pre-opened it for you, so you got the box. You know, I already did the work for you. I got the box cutter out. Oh, I'm excited! Oh, I like this very much. Of course you do, because I pick out good presents. Like it very, what? very much. It's a cutting board. It's a bamboo inlay cutting board with multiple. Ooh! It has oh, silicon c- mats. Se- sev- several color-coded mats, so you don't cross-contaminate. So you can keep your meats with your meats. And your veggies with your veggies, etc. I, love it. I well, love it dearly. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank well, you. you know it should be the opposite. <laughs> but Ian, you know what? You know what is the best sort of gift? Hmm. Not the original gift, hmm. but the add-on gift. Oh, is, is even better. Okay. So here's the add-on. Here's the. This is the DLC. The DLC to, to that yeah. gift, huh? This this is the this is the upsell uh, to the gift. You know, I mean, check, check it out. You got to open it up. You gotta open it up. It's like the Red Rider BB gun box, but it's it's smaller. Oh shit! Color coded knives color-coded. to match to the color coded uh, cutting board mats. Are these uh, these look like they're probably ceramic? I have no idea, but they got a good star rating. So. <laughs> So you can Thank have you. you can have one for your veggies, one for your meats when you're doing a meal. You know, there's several different uh, knives in there. That... I I love it. Uh, I had actually um, specifically that this is wonderful. However, the cutting board is uh, you're really tickling me with the cutting board. Um, I was thinking about how I needed another cutting board the other day, and I was actually just talking to someone. I'm very good about not crossing. Show me this. Can I see the cutting board? Let me, yeah. let me show off the. It's the best gift I ever got, Ian. Oh, this I is nicer than I thought. Oh, this is very sturdy. nice. I uh, it's got the little little rubber pads in the bottom to place it. I'm a I'm a I'm a king at not cross contaminating. I well, mean, it's just you... ingrained in your head when well, you work in restaurants. However, I was telling someone the other day about how I missed idea. the color coded uh, cutting boards that we used to have oh, in the restaurant. You used to, oh, really? I yeah. did not know that. We Let's... used to have yellow, red, and green. Well, this has several. This has yellow, red, green, purple, red, blue. 
Ooh, it's nice. It's oh, nice. in white. Yellow, red, green. Well, I don't know. Maybe someone installed a listening device in your in your That's apartment. Terrifying. That's but terrifying. That's just just to get you the perfect gift. Well, you I, will, I you, thought, will, you will you uh, will reap the benefits. I thought there was a twenty five percent chance you already had something like that because I figured with the amount of cooking you do that you would not want to cross contaminate that you would I, especially if your kitchen's not big enough to have all different cutting boards. That I, like that's why I was thinking I was like, oh, you might already have this. Mm-mm. No, but, I I don't. I do I do not. And like I said, uh, I was it. genuinely thinking the other day about how hmm, I need another cutting board. There, <clears> now <throat> you got several. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you. Um, That's the Pat gift. It's super utilitarian, but also the little thought put into it. That's that's how I think about this. I I usually like to buy gifts for people like that, too. Something they need, but like a nice version of it or a fun version of it, you know, because just a utilitarian gift is just a utilitarian gift. But you make it a little fun. And I used to always that's how I've always liked to give gifts, something like that. And then something a little frivolous. And when I first met Vani, I don't think she liked that, but now she always looks she, forward. She, it. she looks forward to the utilitarian because gifts you I use get her it every a lot. Year. Can you move your power adapter? That's your Christmas present to me. Can you put it aside for I, me? Just make it. I nicer. will try. Yes. Okay. There you go. Merry Christmas. Um, oh, you'll get a gift. It's just we're two weeks out. Oh. Um, so what was I saying? Oh, like, and I think she realized that I really like those. Because, like, the one year she got me a chest freezer, and I don't think she's ever seen me so excited to receive a gift. Like, I think that's the shit that I, like, I love yes, that. I, I love think that. utilitarian gifts are the best because you're going to use them a lot. It's something you're going yes. to use. And every time you see them, you're going to think, oh, that person was so thoughtful. They've made my life easier. Yes. So every time you cook, every single time, <laughs> you will thank me. Yes, I will. My sister got me the best thing ever. So I love my sister. We talk on the phone. My sister is the closest person to me in terms of personality, but her she has a don't talk. So she has a, a, a way worse temper than me, and, and I, I, I my temper's gotten better, but I used to have a bad temper. Um, you don't admit that. Um, she, <laughs> I love her, but she never every year doesn't buy a gift until I talk on the phone and mention that I, something's on the way to watch out for. It, it, like it reminds her because I got it today and it was like ordered in the past couple of days. She got oh, me really? keepsakes. I'm not going to show, but she got me Hallmark keepsakes, which I love. I have nice. the I have the NES one that makes the sound on the power button and the Super Nintendo one that came out a couple years ago. They, did, they skipped N64 for some reason. She got me um, the Hyrule uh, symbol, you know, like the crest yeah. thing with the birds and whatever uh-huh. shit. And she got me also. Uh, uh, there's a gold Zelda car one, which is great. It's heavy. I did open up, but it, it, there's some heft to it. It's a, it's a bottom branch ornament. It's a, yeah, it's, you want a thicker branch on the diameter there. So yeah, I got to put those up. Otherwise, my mini tree's up and it's good to go. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I uh, I just bought Vani's gift today. I'm just way behind on shopping. Awfully behind. I, I mean, I even wrapped that for you. It's the only gift I'm that's wrapping nice. this year. I don't have it. I don't have a gal pal to give gifts to this year. I had a gal pal last year. I got her a gift and forgot the gift. It's still upstairs. <laughs> It's upstairs in linen closet. And I wrapped it in everything. It's not, it's not a bad gift. Uh, so, so hey, if you want to date me this month, there's a, there's a free gift waiting for there's you. There's a free gift. There's a, there's a hand me down gift. Oh, All fun. right. Uh, well, you know, you know, we're big fans at the Game Awards, right? Yeah, we love them. We, watch we, them we have, every year. No, no, we have watch parties. I we, have a huge party. Ian, Ian makes he makes gumbo and he brings it over for I'm, the watch parties. Uh, huge crudite. Uh, <laughs> a lot of crudite for the the Game Awards. Uh, no, I don't watch the fucking Game Awards. I have no interest in the Game Awards. It's always I don't like award shows. Period. I used to watch the Oscars every year. Then, like four or five years, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? And stopped. I'm like, why am I glorifying people that don't need to be glorified? 
yeah anymore and, well and that's a, yeah um, i i just i i i like the fact that people get recognized for accomplishments and i think there is uh, a lot of room for that in in video games my problem with the game awards has always just been that um it, it feels fluffy and it started off as a big commercial for upcoming games and it is now at the point where it is uh, not to not to put too fine of a point on it, but it feels like it's Jeff Keeley's "I want to pal around with celebrities" fun time and get paid for doing and it. get paid for doing it. Uh, so I've never been a fan of it. This year, I uh, it made me angry, and not because I watched it, but because I read about basically. And basically, this is it, it's become a parody of itself because it used because it, it, it used to be at least like okay, we understand there's advertisements that have to fund this, and it is funded by the major studios, yes. or excuse me, major game companies, stuff like that. But now I think it's tilted so far into like you said, it's now it's parody of itself. Uh, yeah. So there was stats. Do we have that a link to that? I put it down. I put down what you told me, the stat. Yeah. Um, so three hours and 34 minutes. That's longer than the Oscars, by the way, I think. 41 minutes of awards. 14 awards were rapid. They were done over like four minutes. Um, just spit them out like. Someone looked into it. The actual amount of time spent on acceptance speeches, just the speeches, not awards in general, but just the speeches was about 12 minutes. That's ridiculous. They, uh, I mean, to win an award and not get a, a chance to say anything is pretty shitty and makes it really seem like it's not about the people who are winning awards, but again, paling around with celebrities. But even the people who were allowed to speak, IG, you know, uh, the, the guy from the. the what? You know, Numa. I can't. I'm, uh, the, the director of Zelda. Um, he was played off the stage in like 30 seconds. Are you serious? Yes. The game That's of the award. Yeah. The game of the award winner uh, was or year game, of the, game year. of the year award winner was uh, Baldur's Gate three. Yeah. And I think the guy, I think it was the lead designer was like dedicating it to a team member who had died last year. And like the music starts Are playing. You, it's not and on there's like, there's pictures, there's TVs. They took someone in the crowd, took a picture. There's big TVs that stay wrap it up, please. But this isn't like a, a network show with like commercial breaks, right? It's a streaming for the most part. Yeah. Why are they? Why are they? Why do they have to have such strict time limits for 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 the game of the year? Yeah, I, I have I have uh, I have no idea. That's embarrassing. IGA. Onuma. That's embarrassing, Jeff. I did got it there. What, what's that? IGA Onuma, I think was who was speaking. Okay. So yeah, I mean it's just absolutely ridiculous. Um, and then the celebrity shit, well, and especially when you uh, put it into the light of other stuff, the like celebrities is ridiculous. The celebrity stuff got way more time. And there's there's been celebrities every year. They 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 they've had everyone. Idris Elba because they're always liking games. Keanu Reeves for Cyberpunk. They always have these folks show up at these things now. Yeah, but they just uh, had Timothy Chalamet there, and I don't think he had anything to do with any game that was going on. Well, he's got a Willy Wonka prequel coming out, Ian. Fuck that, that movie. Everyone wants to see. I Did don't. anyone ask for a Willy Wonka prequel? No, I'm sure he's a nice guy. I'm sure he is too, but, but like, this, why is he there again? That's why is just, Anthony? Why is Anthony Mackie there? That's just wanting to brush shoulders with celebrities. This is why I think it's bad, because the the Oscars would never think that in order to get street cred, they'd have to have game characters show up or game devs. Right? Why do the game people at the game wars need 
Hollywood actors in order to legitimize feel like they're legitimate. Like I don't understand that. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. No, it doesn't. It makes zero sense to me because it should. McConaughey, be. McConaughey, you think McConaughey has played a video game the past thirty years? Like, you, like, uh, I think like, he's playing someone in a video game. I, I think that's what's happening somewhere here. McConaughey's showing up and just going back to his, his ranch somewhere. Uh, Simu Liu was there uh, and Gonzo. At least Gonzo was there. I read a comment oh that someone God. said that the worst thing that's ha- one of the worst things that no one's talking about is how this game awards has made people hate the Muppets. <laughs> oh no! What did Gonzo do? Did Nothing. It was game? just no. It was just like we don't need. We don't this. need Gonzo. Yeah, we don't need this. It is an award show about games and the people who make them, and none of the focus is on the games or the people who make. I them. I think it's funny because as much as people give shit for the Oscars. The Oscars at least celebrate the industry and what's going on right now. The Oscars doesn't just have, hey, here's 50 previews for upcoming movies. They don't do that. Right. They, they, you, you, you market your product by celebrating the good that has happened. That's why <clears throat> they do the Oscars. Then they might re-release, like, oh, these are the Oscar winners that came out. Mm-hmm. Which they do like Game of the Year editions for some games. Yeah. But I think it's so short-sighted to just gloss over Hey, let's gloss over the actual games that have built our industry and why we love it. Well, that's for, that's, the, for the future cons. It doesn't make any sense. Well, the other problem is just at, at uh, a base level is like you are ignoring the industry that allows you to have sure. your celebrity fun time super show. Yes. I don't know, Jeff. We got to talk, buddy, because we're getting later about E three being gone. You're the you're the person doing these shows now. You're doing the summer thing that replaced E3. You're doing like this is it. We got to take this more seriously. I think. I'm not saying having no advertisements, but like we're, this is ridiculous. Like the, 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 they can't be eighty twenty. We got to have like closer to fifty fifty. Uh, like it kind of used to be like that. I, I, I think like even when I was watching this like four or five years ago, it didn't seem that horrible. And this is what really bothers me. They used to have the Lifetime Achievement Award, the Vanguard thing. Mm-hmm. They got rid of it. I didn't realize they got rid of it. I, I, I said there was no smoke. Yeah, we talked about that last week. And I was just like, is this still? It hasn't happened since 2018 with Kojima. That was the last one they did. Hmm. You can't spend four minutes like talking about a luminary from the past, doing a little nice video thing. Oscars does a Lifetime Achievement Award every year. They give it out to someone. I mean, they, you know? they, they, they got rid of the trending YouTuber oh. or gamer, which yeah, well, is that, good because good. when you look at every, every single person they pick. <laughs> Not everyone, but for the most no. part, there's some bad ones. That's way too volatile. Yeah, you, you, don't know. You, you don't know who's going to milkshake duck the month after yeah, you, you fucking uh, you know, give them that award. You don't know. One eventually they'll make a really bad documentary of that goes viral on YouTube. Like, you don't know. But lifetime um, achievement, like you can look at a person's past. You can yeah. look at what they've done, you know, and, and award someone. Yes. Like that's that's fine. Oh god, it's very frustrating. No and nothing about the closure of all the game studios this no. year. Which yeah, which that's been, the other big thing. It's like um you have to at least acknowledge that we're in a downturn. It's been very bad. Very bad yeah. this year. What was the website I talked about that I discovered on the last podcast I didn't know existed? Game closures. Uh, yes, I believe so. Student closure website. Like, there's literally a website that tracks all this now. Uh, Gameclosure.com, is that it? No, that's not it. Um, well, I, I can't find it now, but we talked about it in the podcast last time. But there's literally a website that tracks every day or week, like the dates and how many people are being laid off of these studios. It's bad. And there was nothing, no mention. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's absurd. 
All right. Uh, uh, was there announcements from this that we give a shit about? Um, I, I care about Light No Fire. It's the next game coming from uh, Hello Games, the studio that did No Man's Sky. Um, and it looks like it's almost kind of the inverse of No Man's Sky instead of uh, it being space based and space. with a you know a, a huge galaxy. Um, this is more of a fantasy. Uh, this is going to be a fantasy game, and it's still working with the procedural generation in the sense of discovery. But instead, they're now talking about one massive planet, like one like realistic sized planet. To yes, explore. like a planet sized planet. <laughs> planet size yeah. planet. planet. Um, <laughs> Thanks. Shows uh, them riding around on dragons. There's like rabbit people that look cute. I don't know. So I'm, is it going to be procedurally it. generated? Some of it. Yes. Like as, living... as it's discovered. That's basically what No Man's Sky did. As something was discovered, well, it would procedurally generate it, and then oh. it would be the same for anyone so maybe, else who discovered it. So the it. players on a server will start out all maybe in one area. Then they. I'm gonna, out. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do, but I have a feeling they might do a sort of thing where, based on where you actually live, gives you a starting point. Really? In the world, you think? I think that's something they might do. I don't be forced to hang out with you in, in a video game. Yeah. I have to hang out with you here. I don't know. I mean, um, we'll see. I, I think okay. that's a neat idea, but you're right. That does prevent people from playing with their friends, you know, as quickly as you'd want. Sure. But um, I think it could be a neat idea. What do you think about that OD tech demo thing? The, the, the Gima Jordan Peele thing with the lady talks and the old guy says the same line? I don't know why Kojima needs to have eight minutes every year at the Game Awards to talk about a game that's not even a game yet. Do you think like it's too early for me to talk about yes. anything? Yeah. Why are we doing this? Why Why are we doing is this, this at an award it, show? Is it going to come out next year? You think even? No, probably not. Death Stranding took forever to fucking come out. And that and that, that and was that, that was something that was announced at the Game Awards. That did all right, right? It wasn't. It didn't blow everyone away. It was okay. Uh, I still yeah. want to play it, but I'm not in a rush to do it. It's 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 supposed to be like every other Kojima game. It's a mind sure. fuck, and this one, I my understanding is it's far more of a walking simulator than a game you actually really play but <clears throat> i think i heard someone say something like it's, it's going to change it's something different for video games whenever i hear it, i always be i always be like don't try to outthink the room on a video game yeah grown let's, let's just just let's have something fun are the mechanics fun you say like a walking simulator that's what people call them so it's supposed to be like a vr thing no 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 oh. i'm talking about what death, death stranding oh, oh i was talking about this people o- oh no no I- od game <clears throat> Yeah, I know we were. And then oh. you asked if, oh, okay. if Death Stranding was oh. well-received. And I said, you know, nominally. Oh, no, no. I fine. heard that this OD game is supposed to change how we perceive video games or something. And it's like, I don't know. I, I just Sure. Don't. Sure, sure it will. Because every time I hear that, it never happens. Sure, it will. You know? It's not like Doom, which came out 30 years ago as of a couple days ago. <laughs> real, Yay, quick, Doom. real quick, Doom, 30 years. Fives and zeros. We, we did a full segment five years ago. I do remember that. Yeah, we did. Um, so we don't need to go through it again, but it is one of my all-time favorite games, Doom 2 in particular. Ruby damned. Ruby damned. We love Doom. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, Doom 2, uh, I think is, I mean, just an absolute shining example of game design. It's, it's, it's perfect and perfected Doom formula, like this Pac-Man, a Pac-Man. Yes. Doom 2, I think a lot, there are people who I think think more fondly of Doom 1, but I, I, I think Doom 2 is great and it's a beast of a game too like when you look at it when you look at modern games and first person shooters 12 13 14 levels maybe if you're lucky doom 2 like fucking 35 or 36 levels i can't remember more enemies more More enemies 
incredibly like clever level design. Yes. Um, and not, not that it wasn't in Doom One, but Doom One was a little obviously simpler. Yes. Than than two. No, they really they really like packed in. Like when I think of really good levels in Doom games, I always think of uh, the pit from Doom Two, which, which is you would know it if you played it. Uh, I have beat these games, by the way. I know. I'm just trying to remember what level it is. <laughs> There's so many levels. Uh, it's map nine. Anyways. Okay. Yeah. It's hard to describe a doom level. You say like, pit, you, are you in a pit somewhere? Yeah, and then like, there's like door. There's like a door here, a door here, a door here. And it, oh, there's ones like really up. Too? There's like one here, one here, okay. one here, and it's. I believe there's like elevators and stuff. Okay. And it's just it yeah. was. I, okay. I always remember it as a level that I thought was really well designed. You push. You, you bit, remember these games are technically the like, suburbs is a fucking great level. Suburbs. It's the one that's like outside, and it, it's meant to look kind of like uh, it's in Doom Two. It's an outdoor level, and then there's all sorts of structures, so it looks kind of like buildings in a city, and there's imps, like, everywhere. There's imp closets all over the fucking place. Gotta replay it. I, haven't, I, I don't think I played it that long ago. I say within the past few years, I replayed it, I think. I'm trying to remember why, but I think I have the past few years. I, th- I, think, I think after I reviewed uh, uh, Doom 64, I think I went back, I might have played uh, Doom 2, but I'm not positive. It was like a few years ago. I find myself replaying Doom 2 just about every two years. We should do a multiplayer. I'll get it on... Is it on Switch? Do a Switch multiplayer. It'd be fun. A co-op. Uh, Doom 2. I mean, I they love have, Doom. There's a co-op mode on Switch? Yeah. Oh. I love Doom, but Doom was not a... I mean, I played Deathmatch I, the so fuck out I, I when did, I was I a teenager, but it's Sharewell. not a Deathmatch game. Well, like, no. Because it, it, it sucks as a Deathmatch game. Remember, these are not real 3D games, first of all. Well, so that's it's, the one it's thing. not even... Um, the, the levels weren't designed for it. Yeah, they're just not designed for it. They're, yeah, they're, they're like... The stock levels are not designed yes, for it. You need specific Deathmatch maps, which I'm sure exist now that you can probably get one. Oh, tons, tons and tons. Yeah. Um, so that's good. So happy happy 30th to Doom. Not Doom 2, but Doom. Doom. Oh, uh, you about this day before studio shutdown? Yeah, so I'll just briefly mention this. This was brought to my attention uh, by a friend of mine the other day. Um, and I'm surprised I hadn't heard of it because I game on the PC a lot. And this is this was apparently the most wishlisted game. Uh, the game was supposed to be the day before. <clears throat> uh, and the developer's name is... It's fucking awful. It's fantastic, but without an A. So, fantastic. <clears throat> what? Fantastic. 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 Um, this was supposed to be an open world, uh, zombie themed MMO. So basically, they wanted to make it like a DayZ or a Rust. You know, one of those popular sure. survival games. But those always kind of exist in a sandbox. Yeah. Uh, what they were talking about was, you know, basically making a game like that, but giving it MMO structure and missions and like all of that sort of stuff. That sounds extremely ambitious. Yes. Um, and I believe they released it was like four videos in the first four months of announcing it. Uh, and then they went dark. And long story short, don't need to dwell on it. The game ended up being delayed multiple times and uh, was delayed in total by 17 months. Um, and it released, well, now it was probably six, seven days ago, um, or five days ago. It was released finally. And what they released was a totally different game than what they had talked about. They basically shit out an extraction shooter. Uh, people were angry and we're glossing over how many people they sold this to. Um, according according to this tweet, uh, on the Verge article, uh, they sold it over two hundred thousand people. Okay, yeah, because at forty dollars like, a pop. Uh, at forty, a that's pop. a huge amount of money. What's the pat math on that? 
in early access, my... by the way, uh, which they announced. That's a, that's a lesson to all of you, by the way. About they announced like access. only a few weeks prior that oh, this isn't going to be launching as a full game. This is going to be launching as early access, and they're charging forty bucks. Yeah, they said it was going to go up to fifty uh, when the official release. Take the came risk out. out there that oh, I spent ten dollars more, but I'm not ripped off. So allegedly, uh, while well, you're doing the pat math, um, four days after that happened. Uh, they shuttered the studio after they released the shitty version of. They that. dropped it four days later. They closed. They closed, uh, and their statement was: "Let me see if I can pull that one back up." All right. After platform fees, which is what thirty percent on Steam, still they only made five point six million dollars. Five point six million dollars in in uh, early access. Holy so, shit. Yeah, that's insane. So, like I said, it wasn't supposed to launch as an early access game. It was just supposed to launch. They got an extraction shooter instead of an MMO that they said was going to be like a combination of The Division and The Last of Us. So, so like survival horror, and now it's an extraction shooter. Um, fantastic. Rejected speculation imp- imp- impugning their yeah. activity, integrity and motives of last course. week. Criticizing those who didn't believe us to our future player. Fine. To our future player who will dive into this game on December 7th, we made this for you so that you will enjoy the game and it becomes a celebration, the studio wrote. Together, we will continue improving the game and adding content. Four days later, shuttered. Here's the uh, statement they, 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 they stated um, real quick. Uh, today we announced the closure of Fantastic Studio. The day before has failed financially and we lack the funds to continue. Wow, this is a rug pull for a game. Yep, it's a game rug pull. All income received is being used to pay off debts to our partners. I don't know what part the partners are, but they they were in hot water about a year ago because they were using half their volunteer or half their staff was volunteers. They said they were being paid in like early access in like special they they would get special stuff in the game. You gotta be kidding me. Um, we. In- we invested all of our efforts, resources, and man hours into the development of the day before, which was our first huge game. We really wanted it, so I don't want to go through all of this. Um, we apologize if we didn't meet your expectations. We did everything within our power, but unfortunately, we miscalculated our capabilities. Creating a game is an incredible, challenging endeavor. Wow, is it? How about, how about you start with something a little less ambitious So and deliver on that first? You want a little bit more fun? I did not see this. They uh, There's God. a slight update today uh, uh, what, what is what is it in uh an update um where the hell is it basically I, I i can't find the link to it again but they said uh their response to uh, a customer talking to them was uh shit happens this was our first big experience not we basically defrauded everyone on early access to get the money nope 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 no, apparently not that um <laughs> and then uh they and, and they delete everything They've deleted. It's a rug pull. Yeah, it's a game rug pull. Rug pull. So, wow. Well, this doesn't really happen that often on, on this scale, does it? I mean, Kickstarter failed. Kickstarters happen a lot for games, but not five point six million dollars. So, <laughs> here's the oh. t- the brief timeline of events from Ethan Gotch on Kotaku. Day before launches, got review bombed on Steam. Fantastic announced it was closing. Fantastic nuked its website, YouTube, Discord, and CEO Edward Gadavstev's uh, Twitter account. Day before gets removed from Steam. Publisher Mytona promises full refunds. Fantastic continues to post through it. Wow. So is the Twitter still up or no? Uh, Fantastic. There, there is, yeah. Yep. 
It's what is the, what is the last thing they they basically said about it? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I yeah, they're just official statement. Let's see. What do they got? They're going to give out refunds to everyone. What do they think? So the last thing they posted was 20 hours ago. Answer to those who ask for a refund. Mytona and we're currently working with Steam to allow refunds for any player who chooses to request one, regardless of game time. Fantastic received zero and will receive nothing from the day before sales. How would they receive nothing? I don't understand that. The money already came into their account. Through Steam sales. I don't understand uh, Unless it went to the publisher first and the publisher was like, you're not getting anything. Well, then who, who was the publisher? Mytona. So then what happens? The publisher has to refund it then. That's what my guess is, yes. I don't, I don't know. But either, yeah, I, I, there's obviously a little bit of a language barrier here, so I don't know what they're trying to say, but my guess is maybe the publisher had it and did not pay out the developers yet. Uh, you said it got bombed on the reviews? Yeah, apparently. Do we have those up here? Let's no, see. I don't. I'm sorry. I, I clicked on the day after by accident, which is also a survival horror movie, uh, that, but that's not out yet. The, the day before. The day well, I don't know if we can get them. If Steam, if Steam pulled it, I don't know if we can get them anymore. Uh, one star, 21,000 reviews, at least when I look at it on Google. Oh, yep. Here um, it is. Yeah. You can't, yep, you can't download it, but it um, is still here. Overwhelmingly negative. negative. Yep. They released the day before and closed the, the day, day after. after. And that was recommended, most helpful. Oh, they recommended the review, I guess. Um, 0.1 hours on record. Uh, product refunded after playing for 4.8 hours. Don't dead open inside. <laughs> I bought this game just to give it a negative review. <laughs> the day before, buy the day after refund. 10 out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wish there was uh, less jokes because I, I, I would like a, a more accurate idea of like how the game they released. It has to be on plays. YouTube. Yeah, probably. Uh, sure. Greatest scam in gaming history. Yeah. Wow. Is this on? The, did we, we should have a link to this. You know, the gameplay, the day before uh, gameplay, YouTube. This has to be on YouTube. People bitching about, rightfully so, how bad this is. The first, uh, IGN did the first 22 minutes. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's, let's look. I'm looking at that. So far, okay. It's, it looks like you know it's some dialogue. You're in a bar with someone, and I'm sure the zombie's going to break in, uh, you know, soon. But, I mean, it looks like it looks like a kind of current gen game, third person, like yeah, like The Last of Us. That's what it looks like. You're walking around in a bar. But, yeah, I'm okay. sure. It, I'm sure it probably just copies the. Uh... You can build your own fucking hut outside with furniture and hang out and. Oh, they plagiarized uh, a bunch of like uh, trailers too. Like word oh, really? for word, they used lines that were used in other trailers. Oh, that's fraud! Then. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, it's it's uh, not 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 graphics, but like the actual words and stuff like that. Wow! And now she's now the the lady uh, with is out in the street. Zombies are chasing her, like New York City wasteland, and she's shooting at them. That's that's the game. Yeah, not yeah, not open world. I think. That's that's yeah. the issue. Yeah, probably some, well, some not mi- all, not anything like what they said it was. Going I guess, to be I guess like. you do some missions and you do some shit, but not not what people thought they were getting. Yeah, and it's funny to say like, well, we didn't have the financials. <laughs> well, then you have to scale down your game until you get there. Yeah, and then maybe you build it up. You can't lie from the start. You have to you have to be a financial planner when you're doing a business, even art like that. You can't say I'm gonna Ian, I'm gonna make a a movie better than Endgame. On a $10,000 budget. You just can't do things like that. Right. It's irresponsible. And people buying the games don't know any better. 
They're not the experts. They don't know how it works. If they think they're getting promised something from a, from a plagiarized trailer, they're going to put down their 40 bucks. They, don't, they, they may not know anything. Like better. I said, they did not plagiarize the visuals. They plagiarized the fucking script. That's, but that's I'm just bad, saying though. That's, oh, it is. I'm just saying it's ridiculous. Oh, my God. So Who did our Jesus game? They never plagiarized a script. Script. I am Jesus Christ on Steam. <laughs> Good old Playway. Playway, you know, you get what you pay for. And, you know, <laughs> there's no secret about that. I remember I watched some gameplay of I am Jesus Christ. Oh, and I was boy. like, you get what you pay for. Yeah. Fe- your fetch question, your fe- f- fetch questing as Jesus is what you're basically, that's what you're basically doing. Love a good Jesus fetch quest. <laughs> if you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. All right, moving on. Uh, GTA 6 dropped the trailer. Dropped. It's not coming out until 2025 and probably not early 2025. Um, it was like the most watched video in the history of YouTube in one day. Oh, really? It was like 93 million in one day. Now it's 144. So this is like, uh, you know, a, it's basically Vice City remake. It's their stand-in for Florida, right? If you see the trailer, and what's interesting, if you can call it, do I hear music? Are you playing music? I accidentally had volume on for the trailer for okay. it. Okay, they're, they're parroting real-world things that have actually happened in Florida, like alligators and pools. Oh, <laughs> and, a, and, a, and a woman, a woman uh, twerking on top of a car, and like that that actually happened while mm-hmm. driving on, on a road. And it's obviously it's been what almost it's been ten years since GTA Five. I will look while you talk. I think it's almost ten years. Um, that would be that seems about right. The world has changed a lot in ten years. Social media has blown up like ten times what it was ten years ago, and that's what this over ten years. September seventeenth, twenty thirteen. Yeah, the, the, we're radically different uh, now, and that's what kind of what the trailer reflects, which which I think is going to be the interesting social commentary because believe it or not. GTA games aren't just about, you know, robbing people and beating up hookers and stealing cars. There's usually some social commentary heavily sprinkled in. Oh, yeah. Heavy um, satire and social commentary of and, the uh, current landscape. And a lot of this is like in the trailer, you can see uh, like an Instagram live sort of parodies and mm. people liking outrageous stuff happening. And there's like um, police cam footage at one at one point being shown to someone like doing a drug. Like. They can mine this for a lot on that side. Oh, how, yeah. Of how, the, how social media has like warped us in, in a lot of ways as a society. And it plays upon some of our sort of darkest, mm-hmm. both desires and fears. I'll just say and twists some things. They I, have a chance to do something with that that I think is interesting. I think the trailer hints at a little bit. I mean, I'm overthinking it, but that could be interesting. I think it's going to be an interesting game. I have not played uh, a 3D Grand Theft Auto. Not one. Like, not even minutes of it i just i've never appealed you never to saw me. gta 3 even the original never played no i only pl- i played the first two you never played gta 3 wow i haven't played since the f- second wow. one and it's not it's not for any moral reason or anything yeah, like that i just i never did well obviously gta but, 3 was like revolutionary to play it was like this is ridiculous but uh <laughs> this yeah this looks interesting i'm not gonna follow it i'm not gonna pay attention to it when it comes out it comes out but i might actually give it a shot like imagine if like they build in like social media 
like a living, breathing social media, which I think is what they're probably going to go for. Well, I mean, like, that that's... was something. I mean, it wasn't done well, but in GTA uh, Four uh, on the three hundred and sixty, I never played. Uh, they I, neither did I, but I know they tried to like you could go on your computer and check like news websites and stuff like that. Oh, okay. So you know, I think that's something that they've wanted to do in the past. Maybe didn't have the budget or the power to do it. I wouldn't be surprised if they revisit that. But yeah, but this imagine this where you actually have living, breathing characters that. We'll do like live updates from where they're at that you can go sure. see what's mm-hmm. or they'll announce a crime in progress or that you can do a lot of stuff. You can do like a lot with this sort of thing. Oh, yeah, I think. Absolutely. I and, agree. And that's where I think this game is going to hit on. That's that's my that's my pat pro- prognostication is I think they're going to hit on that. And that's what's going to make it kind of cool. A pat gnostic pat gnostic. Yeah, I don't know. I'm right about this game sometimes. But I think that's interesting that they focused a lot on that, uh, you know. Anyway, well, there you go. Well, I mean, since 2013, I mean, the, the way social media, the amount of people who use social yes. media, I mean, it's completely different. The world's entirely different now. Yeah. You know what's not different? UltimateNintendo.com. You can go there for the Tried and true. Several years, you, you buy certain, certain guidebooks. Well, one less, which I'll get into in a moment. RBI baseball stickers. You can get um, enamel pins for the holiday season. They're keepsakes and stocking stuffers. Keepsakes. They're keepsakes and stocking stuffers. All at ultimateintendo.com. I'll be on Twitch tomorrow. I'm doing December commercials, Christmas commercials all month long. Twitch.tv slash country code. Ian may show up, but probably not. Even though he should since I got my nice gift. Um, 15th anniversary of Pat the Punk came out and Shark Shark. I'll try to do a holiday video, but I got a lot going on. So this was this is good and bad news coming up. Good and bad <laughs> news. The NES book is uh, sold out. There's no more in the no more in the warehouse. The third print run sold out. Of uh, the the one where Bobby the Brain Heathen standing in front of, thanks thanks to everyone for making it a success over the past seven years that has come out. I I'm gonna put out on social media a little blast about it tomorrow or Thursday. A so, toot, a quick toot. Yeah, I, I had to cancel four or five orders because the the inventory at the warehouse didn't sync up to having people be able on Amazon. So I felt bad. I said, Oh no, yeah, it can happen. <clears throat> There's shrinkage, as they call it. There are a few available here and there. I've wholesaled to uh, Double Jump video games. I don't know if they ship them, but search them out. Big Bad, Big Bad Toy Store.com. I checked. The, the special edition is there as well. I don't know how many I have stock. I forget how many I wholesaled to them a few years ago. There's none at Limited Run. There's none at Puka Puka Games in Northern Ireland. There's none at Spilo Sant, who used to have some. They still have Super Nintendo ones, which are available. And there's none at uh, Retro MTL Montreal, I don't believe. So, so ask around, find a used copy. They're there. Just don't pay an exorbitant prices. That's all. Don't, don't, don't fall for scalpers. Now, will I do a fourth print run, Ian? I think you might. Well, no. You might, Rabbit? No? I'll, I'll do, I'll do a, a revision, a new edition. Oh, yeah. Like, okay. like, the, like the old group we love, new edition. Okay. Because I have even permission to do that. So I'm going to revamp the book at some point next year. So, so the book will not be available new for probably at least a year. Maybe, 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 maybe the holiday season. I don't want to pressure myself. And the N64 book will be for pre-orders later this week. I'm probably going to put them up. I, I could have put them up earlier, but now the lights at the end of the tunnel. I know it's. I know it's. I know people have been asking me forever. But there you go. So that's the update. There you go. People like the NES book. People like the NES. It's a you know. Whoa! It's a thing. You want to say something here about Survivor Punk? Uh, CM Punk. Survivor Punk. CM Punk returns to Survivor Series. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll be honest. I was wrong. I, I figured uh, WWE did not want to screw with them anymore. They don't need to. They got all the money in the, in the world, and their events do really great. It's a higher point 
than a few years ago for WWE. They're, Is it really? Yeah, they've been more popular now. They've been in quite a bit. Um, so he came back in Survivor Series at the very end. I think they even didn't even tell some of the wrestlers that like it was like a secret. Like it didn't get out at all. Ooh, the secret did not get out. So probably angered some people. Oh, I mean, the, well, Seth Rollins' reaction was like if he was acting was the best act ever, but because he was not pleased. But I'm I'm going either, to guess maybe he was not acting. Either way, they've made but. it into an angle already. But he was he was dropping the f bomb. Was it, it wasn't on TV, but like in front of the audience, he was saying, "F you, middle finger to Punk," like because I think some of the wrestlers saw it as usurping their big uh, war games match in the in the in the double you know cage. Yeah, and now they get overstaged by CM Punk coming back at the end of the pay per view. It was literally after they put the little copyright thing, then they did it. Like no more announcers or whatever, and he comes out for a few minutes. That was the end of the Survivor Series. So what was the point then? Just hey, I'm here. Well, Chicago. So oh, have, okay. Uh, yeah, I didn't know. Right. He's okay. huge. Just like Chicago, yes. obviously. So CM Punk is not well-liked among some of the wrestlers. And I talk to people that are actual wrestlers, and they sort of say the same thing. He's like, it's what you see on TV. He's prickly. He can rub people the wrong way. I mean, I do too. But like, he has his reputation for that. Some people like him, but some people don't. It's, it's sort of like he butts heads with people. So Seth Rollins in real life doesn't like him. Seth Rollins did an interview of the year where he says, hi, he's a cancer. Stay away. We don't want you here. We saw what you did there. We know, like, meaning AEW, we know what yeah. you are. Uh, Kevin Owens historically does not like him. No, I mean, that, that's That goes that's back forever, known. I think. Yeah, that's... For Ring of Honor stuff from yeah. forever ago. Um, Roman Reigns doesn't like him. I guess The Shield doesn't like him from back then. I think they didn't like how he, they were treated to one another back then before he left. Because uh, that's when The Shield was big in 13, 14. So, yeah, I don't know. They got to keep him on a leash to make sure he behaves well. But there's money to be made. I mean, Seth Rollins, they're doing a program now, and they can do a program with Cena, who might come back every now and then. And they can do one with Cody, who used to both be at AEW, so it's kind of weird. They, they cross over. No, no, Cody left before CM Punk got there. Is that what happened? Yeah, that was the timing. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I know you don't like him at all. No, I don't. I, I've hated him since Ring of Honor, and I didn't even know about the the beef. Then I just I did. I he was overhyped. Good, he was fucking overhyped. He's very good on the mic. His ring work was pretty good ten years ago in AEW. His psychology is good, but he's forty five and he's a little broken down. I'll just say that. Sure. I, don't, I don't think he can go like he used to. It's I'm, and that's not against him. It's tough being a pro wrestler. It's not against him, but like forty five. I'm sure unless you've kept yourself in shape. Really good shape, ring shape, and he ha- he hasn't been doing that the past ten years. No, he's taken a lot um, of breaks and done stupid yeah. shit like decide he can go fight in MMA. Y- yeah, that was not good. That that's probably my biggest thing against him being a hypocrite. He he took people's spots he didn't deserve and was paid a lot of money for an opportunity he did not deserve at that. Yep. But whatever. But that's what I think about that. What about Atari adding games to the Atari Fifty? So Digital Eclipse, uh, just real quick. We great. are, by the way, we we are not doing bad on time for this intro. Oh, I restarted. That's why. Um, yeah, <laughs> the uh, the uh, wonderful Atari Fiftieth collection that we've talked about before that Digital Eclipse put out. Um, they surprised people uh, like two weeks before uh, hand announcing that they were going to add. Um, I think like tw- it was twelve games to the Atari Fiftieth uh, collection. I checked them out. Um, there's a lot, there's some prototypes and stuff on there. Homebrew. They, uh, some homebrew. They added, uh, prototypes, homebrew. They added, um, a Lynx game. Warbirds. Warbirds. Uh, they added, um, Circus Atari, which I like. 
uh, I like quite a I bit. I think I didn't mind that. I can't remember. It's a, it's a, it's it's a paddle game, right? It's, it's, a yeah, it's, it's, it's punk. Yeah. Um, which actually would make me maybe go and I don't know if you saw when Atari 50th came out, um, they released uh, 3D print CAD uh, documents that you could use to make uh, paddle harnesses for your Switch or your Xbox One I controller. And what it does is it 3D prints it. There's a knob and it grabs onto the knob. The, there's a hook. Like it's on a you know a rail, so when you turn the knob, this hook goes back and forth. It grabs onto the analog stick, and there's a mode called relative in the options. So you as you it'll twist the, the paddle, position? it keeps the position. Ooh, yeah. So that'll make I, that'll make me actually hey, do that. Hey, digital eclipse, you just sell that as a standalone product, and people would buy it. Probably. Well, I mean, they released it. I don't know that they have the production capabilities to. Do I'm just it, saying. I'm just thinking. Yeah, it, I mean, it's cool as hell. Um, but the one that got released. That I saw a lot of people excited about. Maze craze? No, bowling. Double, double dunk? Bowling okay. for uh, Atari 2600 bowling. I don't remember mini golf. And I had never played it, and Atari 2600 bowling is actually really fun. Let me, let me look this up. I don't know if I remember it. It's fun. It's very basic, but it's very fun to play. Um, oh, I remember bowling. Yeah. I played it at Billy Ta- uh, Billy's house like 35 years ago. When I, I like it. One of the more like simple, but just like eternally fun to kind of play. Um, Games on there. And I've heard Maze Craze is fun in two players, but I've never played it two players. Okay. So uh, that's really cool. They also, Venture. they also announced um, more games will be coming. I don't think that's the only update that the Atari 50th will ever get. And they also announced the upcoming, uh, the next gold series is the Jeff Minter collection um, of Llamasoft, who's done a number of fun games, including uh, his probably his best known was he he was the guy who made Tempest 2000. That's a good one. So that's right. going to be really cool. That's going to have like 45 of his old computer games on it. That's interesting because now you're you're not looking at like one console or one one series. You're looking at one dev. It's interesting. Yes, that dev. that I thought was interesting, and I don't know that I. That that's love that because it seems to shake up what I thought the Gold Master series. Was. I'm looking forward to the release. What I'm I, I I'm 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 more confused about what the gold like what the Gold Master series is going to be then because I assumed it was going to be a number of releases that were basically like this game's very important. Here's why. Here's why it was made. But they probably had an like unprecedented access to uh, Jordan Mechner's you know. Jeff Mincher? Uh, well, no, I'm talking about for, for Karata- Karataka. Okay. Um, they probably had a ton of access to design documents that could that they could make something that big out of. I don't know if they have all of that from Minter, what was kept around document wise. I mean, obviously it's going I, to be oh, a have lot, to. but I mean but it I, I don't know. A lot of a lot of uh, ZX Spectrum games, not Z, don't kill me across the pond. Vic twenty games I'm looking at on here, some Commodore sixty four games. Uh, on here, I haven't heard of most of these. I'm not, I didn't know so. much about uh, MXX game he did. Comics yeah. Force last MXX. I've only heard of Grid Runner. I've heard of Grid Runner's fun. Uh, I've heard of that. I've heard of Tempest Office 2000, and I like it. I never played Defender 2000. I never played that. That was on Jaguar. I had no idea. Ah, uh, it's okay. I didn't like that one that much. Um, yeah. So I think they probably have a lot of these earlier games because mm-hmm. they're like 
you know. No, like I said, I'm very um, much looking forward to it. I think he's It's a different philosophy. He's very creative. I've just always enjoyed that. his games, but it's just it's so different from the first Gold Series yeah. release that I I thought the Gold Se- I thought that was going to be the template going forward. Yeah, it's like getting the Alfred Alfred Hitchcock collection. Hitchcock collection you see like his early stuff versus, you know, rear rear uh view or rear, rear window and all that stuff versus his earlier works. And, and this is like the same approach. Probably is going to follow one person as they go forward. I don't know how many people, you, how many people like this, you can do that. This approach that they were mostly probably a one man band for a majority of their games, especially yeah. earlier. I like um, what they're doing. I just yeah, it, it, it's not as locked into a format as I thought. I sure. I was expecting honestly to see something like Load Runner. Like I figured, you know, maybe like another kind of sure. seminal follow computer along. game and yeah. in. Do it that way. Do like, I, do like a, a King's Quest series you could do. Sure. I'm happy to All play right. this. I'm, I'm really looking sure. forward to it. Just that different than what I expected. Uh, this this uh, came in the news. PlayStation Home is losing 1,200 shows at the end of the year. 1,200 shows with no refunds. It's the digital world, Ian. This is from uh, Forbes, your source for uh, investments and finding out you got fucked over on digital sales. On on the on Sony, um, twelve hundred video titles. They said, dear PlayStation customer, as of December twenty thirty first, uh, due to our content licensing arrangements with content providers, you will no longer be able to watch, not download, not buy, watch any of your previously purchased Discovery content, and the content will be removed from your library like it never existed. Just like your money, it's gone. Click here for a full list. This is uh, abhorrent. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's um, ridiculous. Not even like a partial refund. Give me a fucking keepsake in the mail for all the money I wasted. I'm not saying this was like. There's probably not a lot of people that spend a ton, like a ton of money. I would hope on this stuff. I would hope you wouldn't like get your favorite TV shows through this uh, versus something a little more stable that we know about that like you know hopefully wouldn't go away. But this is bad. We have to have. We have to have some fucking. Uh, political will to pass some laws. And this is case in point about like, you need some money back if you can't even access the shit that you bought. Like, you just, you, you have to be reimbursed something. Yeah. So, so, something needs to be done about the concept of ownership in terms of what you actually get. Because these days it's pretty much, it's just a license for everything. I can't keep it on my console even. Like, what? Yeah. Like, I can't even tie to my console. Like, that's. I'm gonna pirate off my con- oh no the oh no Ian the person I sell it to when I trade it into <laughs> Luna Video Games locations might see my Discovery show <laughs> five years from now that I bought. I mean that's basically what the, what the, what they're yeah. concerned about. <coughs> this is insane. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't even look at the list of stuff. No, it's just you don't need um, to. It's just gross. Twelve hundred. It's bad. I don't know. E uh, three is officially dead. And we called it way before the pandemic. We called it like 2017. Well, we did. And we talked about it last year. I don't know that there's anyone that actually thought E3 was going to come back after they canceled last year. I think some people maybe thought there was a future. I don't know. I I, I don't know. I mean, E3 has been tripping and stumbling over its own dick since, yeah, 2017. The last one was a digital one in 21. That was the last one. Yeah. Yeah, No. I thought it canceled two years in a row. No, you're right. It did do 2021. Yeah, that was it. So, um, and I, is it bittersweet? I don't know. Once I started inviting 
you know, non-trade people in there. I figure, well, they're desperate now. They need some relevancy because if they know if they know the trade people don't need it anymore, that's one step. They're the people that are supposed to communicate it to the regular folk. So now we're getting the regular folk to come. It's like, well, then what was the point of this trade show then? Like, what, like, what, what is it? Is it just a destination vacation for gamers? So that's what you knew was sort of done. That wasn't needed once they started doing that. So when I went three years in a row for, uh, I went, what, 11, 12, and 13, it was still cut off to trade folks and media and, you know, journalists. At least for the uh, first few days. First, no, all the days still. Oh, all the days still? When you were going? There was no public day? I don't Pretty think sure so. there was a public day. I thought public day started well, like mid two thousand. Like Sunday would have been a public day? I don't know. I like I said, I I've never went. Okay. I was well, just curious. I usually went Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Okay. And you know, I don't it wasn't I don't think public, but whatever. So at least then back then we didn't have as much social media as now. This was before Nintendo Directs, which we said that that was a nail in the coffin once Nintendo said, Well, we can just do our directs, and then everyone else followed suit. And it was it was a different it was a different era te- even ten eleven years it was like the dark ages almost mm-hmm. not so much as like well tw- thir- two thousand thirteen versus two thousand three when it's like pre HD and pre you know smartphones I'm not saying that but it was a different time even you still had ten eleven years ago you still had a lot more game sites versus now that have closed up shop you had print magazines still not many but you still had some you know is, Game is there, Informer was still going is Game Pro still printing I, I don't know or EGM that I don't know. Okay. So anyway, so yeah, I don't know if it's bittersweet or not. It's just the way the world works, and the ESA doesn't need my money anyway. <laughs> no. And I think, well, and, you know, people were suggesting, it, it's just not how information is shared anymore. Um, people were suggesting when people were complaining about the Game Awards, like we were talking about earlier, that one way to maybe fix it would be to <clears throat> have a trade show during the day. <laughs> where companies show off these trailers so that there is more time for actual awards. And people are like, well, that's just E3 and E3 closed. And it's like, if you're going to do the video game awards anyways, Uh why not just make it a full day event? You don't have to set up booths and shit like that. You could just have all of the journalists sit there with the trailers, write up their pieces, do a couple interviews, and then do the awards show at night. I don't know that there's really a need for that even, but by narrowing it down to that one day, I think that is an idea that could survive. A one day? A one day event that basically culminates in the award show and then it's like, you know, uh, meetings, interviews, and um, trailer releases during the day. So you want to still invite journalists to a spot? Well, if they're already going to be there for the game awards, that's what I'm saying. Uh, that's a, okay. That's a I would lot. not. I would not pitch that as an idea from zero. But if we're already going to be doing the game awards, well, you want to set up some other things around that. Uh, you don't even have to do that. I mean, you don't even have to set up other things around it. You can just show trailers in the same place, but separate them into two shows. Oh, uh, okay. Do like the upcoming There's, games here. Here's the you know here's Ubisoft showcase for the next. Yeah, but I think like they'd be afraid of um, like they they want the um. What's, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm tired. Sorry, I haven't eaten much all day. Intermittent fasting. They they want the cannibalization of people that like, oh, I want my game to win game of the year to watch all the new game stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's why they want to do it like that, I think. Sure. If they separated them out, it would not be as big as an audience. It just wouldn't be. Because you have people that would just want to watch my game of the year at the end. Yeah, you're right. And, no, and, no, you're absolutely right. I, yeah, I should have thought about I know, that. I know, right. I know how Jeff Keighley thinks, Ian. Like... <laughs> 
terrifying. I, I know how I know how the Pope thinks. <laughs> no. So anyway, so the fucking Pope, video games, video game Pope. <laughs> that was not good, but but uh, you know, I'm sure he's a nice guy. I'm sure. Yeah, anyway, even though he kind of, well, I don't think he stabbed E3 in the back, but he worked at E3 then. Stop working and start his own show. I don't know that he actually. I, I don't I mean, know that I would say I don't that. Know he, I don't know if he took any trade secrets. Maybe just oper, you know entrepreneurial. I mean, it wasn't hard to see three fucking dying. All right, moving Ian, on. Ian Patrick, this could be every year almost. You know, we 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 get a we get a review, a review unit of an analog product. Do you want that thing so you can open it? Oh, I want people? that thing. Give me that thing, Ian. Give it to me now. This box is going to show off my sweaty hands. Off. Oh, okay, that's disgusting. But all right, that's unfortunate. It is. It is well, we got a review analog duo, and we both ordered one as well. So yeah, we so, both ordered. Oh, one. Guys, got a free. We always order this shit because we love the quality of analog products. Um, and I'll put up. <laughs> Jesus, you sound so fucking silly there. <laughs> what we order every single thing well, they make. No, I have ordered the, the most- pocket in this. Okay. I, I order what you, makes sense. You probably would have got the the Mega SG if you didn't get a review one. Mm, no, maybe not. Okay, I would have I would have got the I would have got the uh, the Super NT if I. Here's didn't my get statement one. on what what I buy analog products for. If I'm going to emulate, I'm just going to emulate somewhere else. I don't have a Genesis collection. Okay, I have an actual right. physical portable collection and a physical okay PC engine. Well, collection. tried and true quality. Yes, it is. Uh, Kevtris, who does most of these cores, is a genius. I've known him for a long time, um, and we'll get to that. And, um, yeah, I went over to Ian's. Uh, the embargo lifted on the 11th uh, yesterday, and um, form factor of a PC engine slash turbo graphics uh, duo right here, available in white and black. Um, it's cute. It's, uh, it's, it's a little bit smaller than the real one, right? Slightly? Yeah, it Slightly. is. I'm trying to look for mine. I can't find Oh, it's on the top. Yeah, it's, a little, it's like 15%, 20% smaller. It looks like something like that. Um it it doesn't have a pop open tray for the CD. It has the in, what is it called? A frontless front loading. Yeah, a front loading. Hue card in the front. Uh, in the back, you have your HDMI out. You have two USBs for controllers or other stuff. You have your um, your little memory card slot for firmware up, upgrades and maybe firmware other upgrades. Stuff. You can also put uh, save states. You can put uh, well that doesn't support save states yet. Okay. Um, you can put like screenshots on there okay. and use that as like uh, it'll recognize it as like the in the library. So when you put a game in, it'll bring up a little screen that shows you a shot of the game, who developed it, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, the side has your PC engine input right there slash Turbo Duo input. You get a you get a nice volume control like the old CD consoles for for a one eighth out, and you get what's this button? Ian? I believe that's a Bluetooth pairing. Uh, you get a pairing button for controllers. So there you go. Uh, yeah, looks nice. Has a decent weight to it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, no, it's not heavy, but it's got a decent weight. It feels sturdy. Um, I have two minor gripes with the design. Uh, three. Um, I don't know why the controller port is on the left hand side. Drives me nuts. I've said it before. Well, I always surmise that there wouldn't be room in the front, and there really is not a lot of room in the front when you look at it. Um, um, there's an eject button power. There's yeah, there really isn't. That'd be a bigger console. The uh, uh, my second. Um, my well, my biggest complaint, and this remains to be seen, it's a auto feed loader for the CD. Yeah, it's one more part to break. Yeah. Um, it's nice, you know. I mean, it's fine. The machine is sleek, but it's one more part to potentially break. And you have to understand, I'm reviewing this machine. 
with a critical eye because this to me is the most important one they've put out so far for you well for me but also uh, in terms of what's on the market you can get this is the first one that's not just an expensive fancy version of a system that's already out it's actually cheaper than versions of this system that you can buy right now and those aren't of capable yeah no, no, a regular PC Engine oh, Duo sure. from a Duo R from Japan is going to run you about two hundred and fifty bucks. Sure. A, t- a two row Duo in the U.S. right now is not going to be two hundred and fifty bucks. That's probably three, uh, three fifty. Uh, more than that, I think. Yeah, so that's what I'm oh, saying. Yeah. These are these do more and are cheaper than what's already out there. Okay, that's what you mean. Yes. So in terms of, in terms it, of importance, it's getting some a product that you're filling a void. And bringing the price down. Yeah, for there consumers. are Nintendos, Genesis, Super Nintendos everywhere and all sorts of ways to play them. You sure. pay for a fancy version of that from analog because it's going to give you a nice picture, but it's obviously more expensive. Sure. This is cheaper than just going out and buying the original. Sure. So that, I think, is important. So the compatibility and the reliability are going to be very important to me. I think it would have been smarter to just do a flip open top. Okay. Um, and lastly, this is just a really small... Uh, thing, but uh, I was really hoping that this was actually going to be clear. Oh, and, and the, I the glass you can see it spin, and I wanted to see the CD spin. Yeah, it's dark. I'm sure people might mo- be able to mod them. <laughs> um, but yeah, the side thing, it's just a, a thing I'm weirdly weird about. It's fine. Did you, it, you with, did you use mostly the Bluetooth controller? We actually got a couple of the 8 bit controllers. Uh, I did use uh, this, but I always go back to my Avenue six pads because I just love the Avenue six pads. Oh, this is a great controller, though. It's it feels like a Turbo controller. For a simple controller, it fits nicely in the hand. I like it. I do like it. There's no turbo switches. I said there's turbo buttons for one and two instead. Which is like uh, the PC Engine style. Okay. Yeah. So that's the only thing where it's like, it's not exactly the same, but most games you don't need to adjust that. Some you do. The Avenue I, 6 actually does have the switches, but the yes. original PC Engine controller I don't think does. I think it just has turbo buttons. At least one version of it. The white one I think has switches. I will for look. sure. So either way, though, the D-pad feels like a turbo D-pad. The buttons feel exactly – even the run and select buttons even have that, have that rubbery feel. Yes. Yeah. So, like, it feels good. And you can do a USB connection as well without that. Oh, so the bitto one. Um, so anyway, so I went over to Ian's. We, we put this through our weird paces that we'll get to. And before we get into compatibility, other reviewers reportedly had compatibility issues with the, with some games. And there's already a 1.1 firmware update within a oh, within less than a, a, a day and a half after release. There's a 1.1 update to fix some compatibility issues. So the team is already on it there uh, for you. Real quickly, there. just huh? to say, there are some Japanese controllers with the switches and some without. Okay, so it, it could have been both. Um, the uh, system does. Uh, where was I going with this? Um, who cards? Who cards? So who cards? Uh, super graphics, uh, and then all of the CD versions, um, because it has basically the system cards and the the arcade card yeah. is it, it detects the, it. The bio yes. the BIOS has the arcade and system cards that would run you now. What is it? What is the arcade card? Cost? I actually think it's come down in price a little bit. I, the Japanese one was always cheaper, but it's got to be at least a hundred bucks. It used to be thirty when I bought mine. My orange one was like thirty bucks back in the day. So there so you go. So you're talking about a value potentially, depending upon if you get to find a, a CD or even the, the um, a regular Turbo Duo, and then you get the arcade card. You're saving you're saving a hundred to two hundred dollars buying this. That's and, my point. And we're not even talking about modding, even before modding. You're, you're saving hundreds of dollars 
That's not me trying to market this. That's no. just the truth. That's what, and that's exactly um, what I'm saying. That's why I think this one's important. It's not just a fancy version. It's a viable, cheap alternative to what's yes. out there, which is a first for an analog product. Yes. Unless something weird happens in the future where you can't find a Super Nintendo or sure. you know, th- something like that. Um, so that's why I was very, very excited about this one. Uh, it, so then we went into, we jumped right into some, um, compatibility testing. Yeah. We went, we put it through its weird paces. Um, the, uh, we, we obviously tried arcade card games. I think the first arcade, I think the first game I put in there was Sapphire. Yes. Um, we played, and, we played some, we said unlicensed games like Strip Fighter 2. Uh, um, yeah. So yeah. G- game Express is interesting. We did want to try an unlicensed game. Uh, Strip Fighter 2 was the one we played and it fired up. No problem. It was fine. It was fine. Um, Game Express, however, did some CD games. Um, and I also have other Game Express card games that I tried that worked. Just the normal ones. The okay. Normal. So we had r- literally one real compatibility issue. One. And that was I, uh, I have a Games Express Mahjong game on CD. This has always been interesting to me. They've, they did it with a couple other CD games. For a system that can play Burns... If you put this CD into the drive and you just try to fire it up, it'll say it's not supported. Sure. So what this has is it has like its own key, key crack that you put into the, uh, the hue card slot. And yeah. then you um, and what you do is you load it up and then you press start and then it boots the CD. So basically there's like something in the BIOS that's missing on the CD that probably needs to run that this key takes care of. But, Cause, because right. basically, because these are basically pirated games. Yes, these game ex- express games. They're pirate games. Yeah. So, uh, it will load up the 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 game key. It'll load up the game key. You get the picture of the blonde woman in an American flag bikini. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, and it says you know <laughs> press start. It basically it says set disc and press start to run. So then you put the disc in and you press run and it boots it up. It doesn't boot it up, but at some point there'll probably be an upgrade that you can play. It. Yes. So. The other thing was I didn't realize the, the it only I'm gonna try so I'm a, I'm a fucking weirdo the CD plus G karaoke soundtrack CD that came with the original uh, big box which you can't even see it's covered by plush big box turbo CD set I didn't realize that I we had to put a system card to get that to run it's not in, that CD plus G is not in the BIOS on the Duo but you have to put the card in so that's it that's it everything else we ran ran. Yeah. Um, what, 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 it, okay, go ahead. Uh, there was a, uh, and there's a system 1.1 update that came out today that apparently um, solves at least some of the compatibility issues that yep. were discussed in other videos. Um, so, yeah. What were you going to say? I was going to say, let's talk about the filters. The filters were very impressive. Filters were nice. So I, I normally don't like artificial scan lines. I normally don't like filters. Um. Which is not to say that I think it's more pure or better to run it without a filter in sharp mode, because when you do that, you're also not getting a lot of the graphical effect that was, you know, part of the art. You know, scan lines dither and they they make sure. they make things look softer. I was, was going to say the Turbo Graphics art, not that it benefits more than the NES, but it seems like an essential part of the experience to, to get some of these scan lines in for some of these games. I, I think the more you get out of simplistic eight bit graphics, the more having something that mimics the original screen is important. Yeah. Uh, turbo. Absolutely. Uh, Genesis. Um, definitely Genesis. Cause there are tricks that the Genesis uses that just don't really register unless you've got scan lines mixed in there. Oh, okay. Um, Super Nintendo. 
so um I really started to like the filters when they put them on the pocket. They used a super high res screen on the pocket to the point where they can actually draw out the grids, you know, and it, it looks like a dot matrix display. Sure. Um, the the work they did with the uh, Game Gear screen and the GBA screen and the GBC screen, the fact that they you can forget and think you're looking at the actual screen. Yes. Uh, the, the The Game Gear one is hilarious because it's not a great screen. But you can play it on something that looks just like it if you want to. You want that crappy game gear look? You can get it on the pocket. So uh, yeah. um, this is interesting, the PC, uh, the, the analog duo, because it, my TV actually recognizes it as a pocket. Which means the, the OS environment is probably the, the yeah, pocket. Analog OS is now universal. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because there are, and I did not try them on, our, on, on my TV, uh, but there are also uh, PC Engine LT. Uh, and and uh, and turbo um, express turbo express uh, filters. So yeah. this is obviously what is going to be running basically the games on the duo. And when they announced the duo, uh, not the duo updates, the pocket updates um, at mid November that they're doing two in December. Uh, one of the announcements was uh, LT and uh, express filters coming to to the pocket. So now they're also on consoles. Uh, initially, when the Pocket came out, you could not do filters on the TV. Gotcha. I believe they have fixed that. And the big thing that Th- they're... Through, through the, uh, the, the... What the hell yeah, the device the called? Dock. The, the dock. Yeah. The big thing, side note, um, filters are now going to be usable across all the open FPGA stuff on the Pocket okay. as of the final update that's coming in. Well, the last update of this year coming in December. Okay. That's huge. People always were complaining that, like, if you were using uh, open FPGA stuff in ROMs, you couldn't use the filters. You can now. So the big filter they added for TV use to this one is a Trinitron filter. That's right. Um, and it's very customizable. Um, you can have a fine mesh aperture. Uh, coarse mesh aperture, I think, is part of specifically how a Trinitron looks. But you can re, uh, get rid of that entirely and just do scan lines. Did we just do straight scan lines? I just did straight scan lines. I have been yeah. messing with the Trinitron filter, and I like it, but I think it's, I, it's, might, yeah. I might like just the scan lines better. I never had a Trinitron TV or monitor, so I... It's I, not I, something I'm chasing. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be glued right. for that look. But it's cool that they have it. It is. Um, um, and if you go into the settings for it, you can get that aperture off of there, which I think is what makes a Trinitron screen look specifically like it does. Okay. You can do just scan lines. Uh, you can affect, uh, change the softness of the scan lines. Um, and and basically, you know, customize it how you see fit. Uh, it may not have the most options in terms of artificial scan line generation, but the options there were good enough for me. And as I've said, I I I've hated artificial scan lines since they started including them. I never put them on like any of those old retro compilations. I don't turn them off on this. It really looks fantastic. They, it looks yeah. great. And of course, you're never going to uh, appeal to any. There's like hardcore people until like scan lines and the look. But for like 95% of people, I think the options here will be fine. Like I would just put on the standard scan lines and I'd be fine. Like they make so. the games look better and they're unobtrusive. That's the other. That's, yes. that's you the don't notice them after a while. You don't notice them. Artificial scan lines were always obtrusive to me. It's like I'm yeah. clearly playing this with an artificial scan line filter. Yeah, that I I played the game for five minutes and I don't notice. We it. played Bond Three CD. It looked great. We played even crappy ass Battle Royale and it looked good. You know, we put it through its paces. Yeah, um, we did. Played quite we, a bit. And we, I, we I played. 
Get get those ones next to the next to that crappy sapphire right there on the top there. We played uh, bikini bikini babes. Oh, I yeah. played. Yep. Okay, so this one we couldn't get working because we had to we had to put in a system card. But we played uh, good old bikini girls. Uh, we played that and that played fine, which somehow cost one hundred and fifty dollars somehow uh, back when they came out with this and. It wasn't as titillating as you would think for that much money. No, the pictures were awful. It's awful. <laughs> it's not even a game I should do review that. And we played our newfound love, which I'm going to review next summer, Camp California. Oh, yeah. I want to I, I dive deeper into Camp California. That, that's so, definitely an NES Punk video next, next summer. Um, so, I yeah. have been playing it constantly for two weeks. Pretty much every day after work, I sit down and I play a few games on there. Um, I've noticed... The response on the 8-bit Do controller feels pretty good. I don't know a whole lot about response. However, I do prefer to play it with a wired controller. And I think I'm always going to. This is where we're used to. I don't, you probably, did you notice any response time between that and Bluetooth or not really? Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't know that it was spot on. It was, it was fine. Um, but I do play it with a wired uh, controller, so I cannot blame the wireless controller uh, okay. when I play something poorly. So this gives an, e, an Ian thumbs up recommendation? Uh yeah no I like it. Um, Is there anything missing like that you would would have liked besides besides the controller port on the front and and, and the CD pop? I would like to know if save states are going to become possible and when those might come. Are they in the pocket for some of the systems? They're on the pocket for all the systems right now, all the cartridge-based systems that it can play. I would then think eventually it would be added. Well, I wonder what the situation is with CD-ROM and save state. It's still a ROM. Right. So there's no difference. It's just how you get the ROM on the console. Sure, sure. Um, um, no, I mean... I mean, nothing, I, I mean, we can ask the guy. You know, it's, the it's, 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 it's what I, I, I wanted it to be. It, it's it's yeah. easy, it's simple. I plug ah. it in, and I have, I have games. And like I said, I know for a while people were buying these, and they were all excited about like hacking and cracking them. Sure. And the pocket is great for that. The pocket is, like we've said before, kind of analogs, whether they're saying it outright or not. It's, it's their competition with the Mister. This, that device can do all this stuff, but because it's small, it's portable, you can dock it. You can dock it, to a TV it can still. easily be like an all-in-one uh, FPGA station. And then people can obviously can crack it and put ROMs on it if they want. So buy that. You know, or if sure. you're going to emulate, buy a Mister. You know, buy you can. You've got a Mist. You've got options. You can get a Mister. You yes. can get a Pocket. There is no longer with Mister and and um, uh, Open FPGA where it is. There's no longer a reason to necessarily buy one of these unless you have a collection you want to play on it. And this is your future. Fifty years from now, you'll be using this and not your your. You had to recap my fucking Turbo Duel that I already got recapped once before. My PC engine still works, but I'm honestly surprised that it works every time I turn it on. That's it's bad. reliable. You know, I, I've opened it and I've cleaned it before and things like that. But it's an old CD-based system, which is why I'm so with, with, happy about yeah. this. With is 30, that it's, with, it's a genuine... Yeah. It, it, it's a need in the retro gaming community if you have physical hardware and you want to uh, play... Or if you have physical games and you want to play them. Yeah, this is obviously a recommend. This is probably the, the product, we, the, the analog product we most look forward to out of everything. When this was first announced, we were like, 
this is ridiculous. Tough. The, the and, pocket and this and have both had me I very will, excited. Not, I know you don't let me pat an analog on the back too much. I am happy that they took the risk on a product like this. And no, me done too. Because well it, it did. It sold out now. Finally, like like it wasn't selling out until it came out. Now it's sold out. You, you can just, pat analog on the back. Analog's great. I'm just um, not going. To, I just don't want to seem like I'm prostrating myself in front of them. They're not paying us. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I'm <laughs> I al- we're allowed to say we like shit. Yes, and I do you like know? it. Um, I'm very happy they did this. And I and I have talked to, uh, you know, the founder of Analog in the past, and this was like a labor of love thing. Cause yeah, because it's could, a risk because they could have took a bath on this. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's it's, there's a they could have took a bath on, on on this more than anything else. When we got wow. this, you could still order. You can still order it. Both of well, them. Well, hold on. Right. When we got this, you could still order duos that would ship in December. Yeah. They did finally get through all of that. That that has changed. And initial, as, initial as I said, as as. As this stuff started coming out, and when they sent that, like I think the email that said when it was shipping, yes, it regenerated a little bit of buzz. That shipment did sell out. They do have more shipping February. in February. So they were planning for another run, but still, like usually it's like sold out in a day or two on and a lot of stuff. I do have to say this, and this may surprise you, but I really do have to uh, compliment Analog on how they've been improving their pre-order process, or at least seeming like they have... They know people want it. They know people don't want to wait forever in between. They've been very good, I think, uh, about the pocket. And, and they've been better on marketing. The, the pocket came. I mean, after the pocket finally got into people's hands and all that stuff, they've done the glow-in-the-dark limiteds. They've what? done the translucent limiteds. They did the solid color ones. Um, now, the glow-in-the-dark sold out quick, but they shipped them three days after people ordered them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the translucents were the same way, uh, and they did a bunch of different colors. The solids were the same way. The first batch shipped in, um, or no, all the solid colors shipped again three days after, um, and two of the colors, pink and orange, um, hung around until midday. I mean, you could. I mean, I I ended up getting a pink one and selling my friend my white one because That's he dope. texted me at like twelve thirty so, that afternoon. And then they just put up, uh, they put up um, black and white pockets again yesterday. And okay. as of like four in the afternoon when I checked, you could still pre-order them. And those are shipping in February. So, so they, they've been a lot better so about meeting demand. So obviously the pandemic production problems are over, and they're doing I think a better job of maybe partitioning out production runs with their partners in order to keep a maybe a smaller but steadier stream as they go versus like you have a chance to buy it now or else it's next year like obviously the pandemic you couldn't help some of that i think Um, the 64 is going to do gangbusters for them i was gonna i was gonna get to that but i think i think they've realized also that the pocket can really be kind of positioned as their flagship system because of what it can do. Because all the multiple systems, those seven, eight systems. And yeah. as pe- they don't um, even really describe that, but as more and more people get out there and talk about the pocket and what it can do, I think that's kind of what they're positioning uh, the pocket as. I'm going to close on this. The N64, if it's this quality, with this sort of scan lines and replication, and this form of accuracy, it will do, I think, better than potentially any console that came before, maybe besides the pocket. I think it has a chance to be better than the Mini NT, which never, they never made a huge, huge amount of those, uh, and the Mega SG and the Super NT because of the market now and the That's aging. Perfect. The aging mm-hmm. is perfect. Yes. Everyone that grew up with it, everyone that was born in, say, 1990 
is around 30, you know, 30 years old. It's like the perfect age where they want to rediscover it. And again, there is no good way to go back, easy way to play the N64 stuff. There's no Hyperkin version. There's no emulation console. The Hyperkin promised an emulation console nine years ago, it feels, feels like, and it's never happening because yeah. the emulation never got to the point where you can do it. And, um, and so, so I think the N64 console is going to come out, and I think it's going to be one of those things where, not that it's going to reinvigorate interest necessarily in N64, but it's, I think it's the perfect timing for that, and the fact that there hasn't been a product at all for that market right. at all. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's what I think about it, too. I also, I've definitely, I agree with you 100%. The timing, they're hitting that sweet spot of nostalgia for the people who were kids when they got it. Yeah. Um, it is the analog product I have probably been the least excited about, but I understand that it's going to be uh, a very, very big product for them. Um, but... After they do that one, and this is also where I go back to, I think, the Pocket kind of being their flagship system, they don't have really another big announcement after. I mean, I'm not saying never, but it's getting considerably harder for them to do anything else beyond the the 64. There's not a lot left that they need to redo. PlayStation, Saturn, Dreamcast. I mean, I, mean, I just feel like I mean, that's car- less. Cartridge is done. Obviously, yes, cartridge, cartridge is done, is done. Uh, for the most part. So, but I don't think a lot of that is is can do FPGA. Like people say, you can't. Like PlayStation is about as far as they think you can take FPGA right now. People never thought they'd do an N sixty four FPGA. Sure. And now the mystery community has one, and now you're going to have a, a, a cons- commercial-ready product come out. My point is, with the Pocket, they can constantly refresh it with new colors, and they can advertise it in Correct. different ways because of what it can do. It's not a, it's not a set-in-stone system that Correct. only but, only you know shows off one area. I, I think we're going to see, after N64, we'll, we'll see more consoles. I really I'd do. like to. I'd like to. I, just, I, 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 think, I think this and the N64, out of all of them, accomplish a, a lot of problems that existed between both of them i do and because because the n64 uh you have to mod one still or you get a, get an aftermarket device the same sort of thing and n64s aren't as cheap as they used to be either they're not um so there's a lot of things going on with that that yeah i'm looking forward to that and you know thanks analog for the review copy yes review it's, been, it's been well and, enjoyed and i'm gonna steal one of the controllers from Ian because i do love these controllers i think they're adorable they're great i want to use it for pc gaming actually because it's really cute oh and I, I was an idiot that's the core color scheme Oh, yeah. P- the PC core, the core. The core color scheme. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, thanks, Ian. Well, no, because it does look like Avenue 6, but I'm like, why wouldn't they just make it a six-button controller? Yeah, there's no six-button uh, uh, solution yet for this. Uh, no, but I, I have not checked it out. I do think since 8-bit dough controllers are just 8-bit or are just Bluetooth controllers, sure. you probably use like a, a, a Sega six-button controller. All right. All right, we went long on that one. Ian loved it. This portion of the CU podcast is brought to you by Rex MD. Guys, it can be a hassle going to the doctor to get things done. You have to wait in line. You have to go to the receptionist before you even talk to someone, drive back and forth. And especially during the holiday season, you want to be focusing on buying gifts and visiting relatives. Well, here's the thing. Most men's health issues have really simple solutions. And Rex MD is all about simple solutions. RexMD makes getting generic and branded Viagra or Cialis easy. Everything's online, even the prescription, and they deliver to your door. No office visits, no talking to a receptionist. It's super simple. Did you know Viagra can cost around $90 a pill? But RexMD has generic Viagra for as low as just $2 a pill. Just fill out a quick medical questionnaire on their website, 
A doctor will review your situation and prescribe you generic Viagra if appropriate. Your medication gets shipped right to your door with free two-day shipping. It's fast, simple, and cheap, and you can access your U.S.-licensed RexMD physician anytime you need afterwards. RexMD has helped over 300,000 guys get generic Viagra quickly and conveniently. RexMD just works, and it works the very first night. Act now. Take advantage of their deal by heading to rexmd.com slash podcast. Our exclusive deal will save you up to 95% off, which is as low as $2 per dose on generic Viagra instead of $90 plus on Viagra. Starter packs of generic Viagra or Cialis are now available for our listeners to get started. That's rexmd.com slash podcast for up to 95% off plus a free gift. Your partner will thank you. Ian? Yeah. You know, you know about that uh, Intellivision Amico. Con- con- I do. I've, I mean, it was going to be a fucking, console. I've, I've heard about it. Yes. I mean, at one point, it was going to be a home console, right? I love. I love how they're talking about oh. how uh, shipping a console is still part of their strategy. Like that's good. That's what people, you know, signed up well, for. If you follow, if you followed the twisting, winding road of us covering, I'd say about forty to fifty videos at this point over the past uh, five. Years. I'm so tired of this. I'm so I, tired. I didn't want to. I didn't think we would do another Amico topic for a while, but here we are because Amico Home is here officially on your mobile devices right now. Android devices. It's not on iOS yet fully. And Amico Home. We criticized the name when it came out the announcement because Amico Home was going to make you able to play games on mobile devices, which is not necessarily the home, and spits in the face of the entire concept of the Amico console, which was to quite, play games at home sitting down with family. I was going to say, quite literally down to the uh, former CEO's words, uh, people spend too much time on their phones, blah, 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 we're going to make well, a console for home. Now it's on phones. Now you can play Amico games on your phone because they are mobile games. But kind, of. We said. kind of. Kind of. Kind of. Kind of. Kind of. Which we get into. <laughs> Kind of. Um, so I put a link about it in action to Ian. You can see someone actually uh, captured. Uh, you, you can go online and see this in action for yourself because this is a, this is a really uh, non-family friendly way to play games. Uh, Mike's Gaming Gala did a nice little, uh, nice little missile command and Astro Smash of capturing both two devices because you're going to need two devices Minimum to play these games. You're going to need three in one case, which I'll get into at the uh, later on. <laughs> Your eyes lit three? up. We'll get into that okay, later. Okay, please. Uh, um, as far as I know, because one of these games is multiplayer only. That <laughs> yes. So oh, sideswipers. Okay. Thanks for thanks for no. I mean, you, you, you're yeah, still going to talk about it, but, but so so Amico Home is basically it's an ecosystem on your mobile devices. It's an Android ecosystem. Get in early. You need to download. It's not iOS didn't improve this shit because they're they're more stringent on apps uh, than, than than Android. You you have to get get the Amico Home app first, then you have to download a separate app to act as a controller. So it's not like we can just traditionally you get a mobile game in, you have the controls on it while you play it, right? Yeah. It says one one and done. That's it. Not not in television. We're gonna make it as. F-ing inaccessible as as possible for you and your children and for good old grandma who couldn't who couldn't operate a, f- a four button controller but thinks this is going to be easy to pair up different uh multiple mobile devices through bluetooth and your wi-fi and have everything talk to each other and then Ian, if you manage to do all that you still have to purchase the games yep 
On top of that. And they are, uh, oh, they're, they're pretty they're reasonable, right? They're pretty cheap. Oh, my God, they are $15 a f***ing piece. Oh, Missile- a piece. Not for all of them. Not a for piece. all of them. One. One game. $15. Astro Smash, 15 Shark Shark, 15 uh, Sideswipers. Multiplayer, only five. And Missile Command. So. Oh, I said it. Uh, Missile Command, Astro Smash, and Shark Shark. Astro Smash and Shark Shark are packing games which we'll get into that later as well and then side swipers is is being touted what's the wording that good old phil adam the ceo what's the wording did he did he uh, in his holiday update because it's not a game it's a demo of a game that you're charging five dollars for oh and you couldn't even give it away for free so they call it um what do they call it uh amico future trademark amico home trademark app so Amico uh, Future are just like, see our shit that's unfinished and pay us money. Because that's what Sideswipers is. Me- remember that it's supposed to be uh, the Hot Wheels game? You go around a yeah. track? Oh, yeah. That's Partnership. You, Partnership you, with Hot Wheels. You can play it, but it's only multiplayer. So they didn't even get far enough to put in the CP, uh, CPU a- AI cars. How hard would that would have been? I don't know. So that's five bucks. So that's where you'll probably need a second controller. And, and, and so... You're syncing up two controllers to a third mobile device, two phones to a third mobile device to watch it being played. Like we're this is ridiculous. Yes. Ridiculous. There's there's nothing there's nothing inviting about this. I want okay. This this was this came out November twenty first. It, it was I think it was like the it, it wasn't because of us recording the podcast. No, it wasn't, it came but it was like the day right after, after right we recorded the yeah. podcast. I don't know. Speaking speaking of secret listening devices, there might be one in Castle Country. Here's the steps to get this working. Uh, install the free Amico Home app, one, on a compatible Android device to turn it into a gaming console. You are turning your mobile device into a gaming console. A tablet is a good choice for the console device because the larger screen is easier for all players to view together. Uh, yeah, that'd be nice. It's already uh, a gaming console. Or choose a device that supports a wired HDMI connection, too, to your TV for a big screen experience with family and friends. Remember, this is simple. This is simple. Turn additional Android or iOS 3 devices. Well, you can't so far because you, there's no home app on, on this phone yet on iOS uh, into Amico controllers by installing the free Amico app. They're not telling them you have to then go into it and sync them all up on your Wi-Fi and make sure they're talking to each other. Remember, simple, simple, family, simple. <clears throat> now then, you can try these games out, these four games to talk about, but for $15, $15, $15, and $5 each, you can do that. On top of that. Yeah. Dying. But there's more, Ian. Remember those pesky pre-orders? Yeah, I do. Those... <laughs> you got a migraine from this. Remember when you pre-ordered that console for $100? That was 100% refundable, according to uh, Frost or Tommy Tallarico. 100% refundable. 100%. He said, on my word, it's refundable. Well, they weren't refundable to a lot of people who couldn't get their money back. But what you could do if you go online, remember, simple, family. You can go to, uh, what's the website? Is it amico.club? What is it? Uh, 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 Amico.club. You can go to the website. You can join it. You then verify your your deposit, I guess, through your through your um, your information. They will then give you, give you Ian redemption codes for the two packing games out of the six that are now playable on Amico Home, Astro Smash, and Shark Shark. There's some interesting fine print. Some interesting fine print here. Terms and conditions. So you think that 
out of goodwill, they would have just, all right, we, you know, we, we've been with you and lying to you for years about this console being uh, on the launching pad. The rocket ship is built. Tommy's words, not mine. You think that they, goodwill will give you some games to play on your phone, even though we said they can never be played. They couldn't be played on another console, let alone a phone. They, could, they can't. They can't, Ian. We're fucking crazy. We're maniac, drunken podcasters. So, if you redeem, if you redeem these games and use the code they supply, that negates the dollar amount value of your of your totally refundable pre order for the console. If you ask for it in the future. Yeah. Heaven forbid you get anything for free. Here's the exact line. For those that are registering a pack-in game and have paid a $100 deposit towards the purchase of an Amico console, in the event that a refund of the deposit is requested, the amount eligible for a refund will be less the MSRP for each registered game. Which means, then, if you use your Shark Shark and Astro Smash codes, they can say, well, we're keeping $30 out of your 100 Fuck you. Thank you, is what they're saying. Not that you're guaranteed to get any money back at all, since a lot of people haven't, but you only can get 70 bucks, and legally now we can do that. Just the, sh- the f***ing shame. They have none, obviously, to do this. If they're promising a console to come out, uh, we are four years past the release date. Excuse me, three years past the release date. Three years past the release date. They have the balls to then say, well, we're going to give you a pittance on these games that uh, uh, that uh, probably uh, college kids made that were funded by the German government. Where you know you, we can just whatever. Well, sh- these two def- well, Shark Shark definitely was. Well, you can't even play them for free out of your hundred dollars that we're going to keep. We're going to take it out. The- you can also activate. Uh- Box set games, and there's a special uh, oh, terms and conditions for that too. Oh, I'm gonna go grab my box. What's my box set games? I'm gonna grab I, them. I talk, man. Go for it, Ian. Uh, <laughs> so, um, there's only one box set game right now that you can uh, um, get a code for missile redeem. It's Missile Command, um, only one. Uh, it's $14.99, and apparently, you can uh, register. Uh, the serial number on one of the games and get a download code for it. So you have to t- take open the box and get the code on the card itself. Yes. To do that. Um, and then here are the open terms the and conditions for that. Oh, this is, this is, this is even better. I'm not, well, it's silly, but my, there's a caveat. So for those that purchased one of the limited collector game bundles, remember these were $80 each for four, 80 for four. Remember this. Yep. This is very key. If any game within that bundle is registered, i.e. download code generated regardless if actually downloaded, for any Amico platform, the entire game bundle becomes non-returnable. This, that's even better. Well, right? okay. I guess I'm my, being my very facetious. Is, I, did, I didn't know that the uh, I didn't know that those were refundable at any point. Well, no one tried. That was my that that's my point. I didn't know that that but was the, even on the table. But they're covering their asses. Yes, they're covering their asses. So they're basically saying, Ian, okay, I don't know if these four are the bundle: Finnegan, Fox, uh, Moon Patrol, Rigid Force, Redux. There's two bundles, right? Two, two bundles. Yeah, there's two four. different bundles. We'll just say this is the bundle, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to look it up. They're not worth my fucking time. Um, you're lucky I got my money to buy some of these just for a keepsake. I can't believe it. So they're saying, Ian, if I if I go mm-hmm. and I register the missile command mm-hmm. code, the other three games 
it's like these are already used up as well, even though these games don't <laughs> exist for me. And they never exist. Right. Finnegan Fox and Moon Patrol and Rigid Force Redux and Brain Duel and Dyna Blaster. And even though Dyna Blaster exists in a form, but this doesn't give me access to it. Right. That's fun. And biplanes and all this shit. Why do I have two brain duels? I forget why I have two brain duels. Someone oh, gave you one. And, and Evil Knievel, which is all there sitting down there. Oh, yeah. Oh, there I have two is. Evil Knievels. I have them up here. That's right. This is my, this is my keepsake. Yeah, someone gave you a couple of them. Uh, Destiny did. Yep. Destiny FOMO. So that's ridiculous. Yeah. Is that legal? Can you say, like, hey, uh, Ian, uh, you bought like a, a few things off of Amazon. You open up one, you can't return any of the rest. Yeah. Like, like I said, like, that, that, what? That's, it's absurd. I just didn't think that they were ever returnable. So that, that to me is... is They're just covering themselves. It's just, case. Yeah. It's, it's very, very awful and cheap. And I just... I cannot... I cannot fucking believe that they would not give out two download codes that cost nothing for the pack-in games. No. Yes. If you request a refund, we're going to take that $30 back. Fucking ridiculous. And then they have the nerve to talk... Like they're using the money, and we've talked about this before, but to the, the nerve to talk about how uh, these game sales will help fund the release of the Amico console. And it's oh, like, yeah? man, you've got like. You want to look over how many were purchased? Because I'll do it right now yeah, for all four games. There was a, a good topic of it on, uh, on the, um, the Intellivision Amico Reddit about it. I mean, the Google Play Store tells you the purchases. Uh, Missile Command 50 plus. So that's that 50 to 100. 50 to 100. We'll just be, we'll be super <laughs> generous and say 75 games there out of that. Uh, Astro Smash, 100 plus. I'll be super generous and say 150. Right. We'll just, so that's 225. Shark Shark, 50 plus. 220, we'll say 300 games. And then finally, uh, Side Swipers, 10 plus. Uh, so we'll just say three, 325. Is that 325? or th- I'll say 350. On Pat Math. Uh, after platform fees, Ian, what is that? 350 um, times, uh, let's see, we'll just say three, I'll just say times $15 for all of them. That's $5,250 gross times 0. 0.7. $3,600. You're well on your way, fellas. Yeah. You're no going to fund that console any day now. Any fucking day, Phil and Tommy. You're well on your way. I can't find it, but someone with knowledge of how like the oh there it is uh they've sold a maximum someone who knows how the numbers work on it they've sure. sold a maximum of 746 units across all all games a maximum of 700 all right so i might have lowballed them yeah well no well, but i'm just saying you could be right a maximum based of upon based upon the, the numbers yeah and maybe the delay reported them mm-hmm. okay maybe you made five thousand dollars that is my bad you well made, yeah seven, 746 oh, is like best case scenario okay. <laughs> after, after after uh everything you made uh fifty five hundred dollars uh pre-tax there you go you're, yeah, you're, you're almost your to getting that manufacturing line back you're, you're on your way everyone and we didn't tell you the best part about this is that the Amico Home OS is is what the uh, console's OS is. To say they just because yep. it's all Android environment, they just upload. Like okay, here you go. It's the same thing. It has a weird TV thing. Has the same little balls. They didn't do any probably extra work on it. Um, I downloaded the Amico controller app. Ian, um, I'm, I was not going to go through the whole thing with an Android phone. I only have one Android phone from years ago, and I wasn't going to buy it unless I set it up. You can look at the gameplay and look at that. Oh, but I, I, I'm going to open up the Amico controller app. Um, you, it's, here it is. It's the controller. You have your little disc. 
touchscreen on. By default, the touchscreen is not on for some reason, which is weird. Uh, you can tell this was cobbled. This they haven't. First of all, this is what this is what the app would have been likely on the Amico console for extra controllers. Yes, would have been exactly this, mm-hmm. um, which is good and bad. It's good that they had this go- going. It's bad that they probably hadn't worked on this in years. So you can like do the uh, like the radius of the disc zone. And by the way, it's a reminder of just how bad Twitchy games are. If you can see like the delay yeah. of moving your finger. Absolutely. You awful. do not want to play. That's a lot of delay. We both agree that's delay. That's a good quarter second behind there at least. Of me moving around the disc and getting so like you do not want to play missile command with something like like this easily. Like the, 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 you know, imagine the delay of going back and forth quickly with the cursor. Or uh I, you can see in the video Ian, playing um Astro Smash how the how hard it was yeah. to do the warp. I did. Yeah. It was not registering it. No. Awful. Just awful. Like, allow me to pair. God, just that a, game looks so bad. Why can't I pair, like, a Bluetooth 8-bit Doe controller, at least, and play that? Like, why can't I do that? But this is so bad, this app, Ian. They didn't even take out the debug menu. The debug menu is on this still. I don't know. I don't know how this passed uh, iOS. I'm not trying to drop a dime to Apple here but a debug menu with like edit the buttons on the menu uh, toggle them disable the server and enable server timeout this stuff should not be on an app client timeout all this stuff it should not be uh there but then it gets better Ian. i couldn't believe the this skins when, i couldn't believe this when people told me this um i couldn't believe this well let me let me go to the uh, uh, uh it's under effects audio i don't know what the audio would be uh, lights, it still has the lights, like neon lights signature. I don't know what's happening here. Um, but vibration, controller skin. Glacier, so you can change how it looks. Uh, I'll, I'll keep the best one for last. And they're all G's, Ian told me. I didn't realize that. Very strange. Um, glacier white, graphic black, which were real colors. GTR red because Tom Tommy's a narcissist with his car, so that's the red there. Galaxy purple, which is going to be the GameStop exclusive at one point. <laughs> uh, gooey cookie, which is a cookie background. Grilled burger. We're just thinking of shit. Literally, for, for no what, reason. What <laughs> what gifts do we have laying around my desktop? Uh, Gino's pizza because hey, we're Italian, Amica, huh? Love the pepperoni disc. Um. Oh, oh, I thought it was I thought it was like a dipping in marinara sauce. You're right. It looks like pepperoni. And then my favorite, appropriately named Grandpa Brown. And guess what Grandpa uh, Grandpa Brown is? It's like the original, like, uh, is my, is my, is my uh, brightness down here? It's an original Amico controller is Grandpa Brown. Yes. It's searching for the Amico, by the way, right now on here. Because... Who's likely to want this stuff is Grandpa, who grew up with, with the Intellivision back in the late 70s. Right? Like, that, that's basically it. A 15% discount currently right now for all members of the Amico Club at the Intellivision shop. Yeah, that's good. There was a, there was a holiday message that went out by, for, by, uh, from Phil, and I'm not going to read much of it, but I do just want to... See if I can get through this without vomiting. As we get into the full swing of the holiday season and surround ourselves with friends and family, I am reminded and energized by the mission we embarked on with Amico and its potential to bring people together. Potential. Not even saying we are. It's potential. Yes. Yep. 
Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure that the comments were open on Republic for that too. I'm sure that, you know, I'm I'm sure all the, uh, all the people like hauling their dogs that threw thousands of dollars individually at this for a console that was supposed to come out two years ago at this point, even after the delay. I'm sure they're all pleased that this is happening, that they're cannibalizing their own product uh, by doing this. And and you're basically uh, making all the haters right in that a console was never, ever needed for any of this. No, Tommy's got to probably, I mean, uh, for, for all we know, he's not associated with this at all anymore. No, it's uh, not. No, but... Um, He's got to be seething because this is this is quite literally proving everything we said, even in our first two episodes on this. Sure. Sure. I feel bad for Holly. I feel bad for those investors. They got canoodled. If that's a word we can use for that. Um, yeah. I'm not even sure that, that I'm not even sure the money from the app sales get distributed to those Republic investors. No. I, I'm, I'm not even sure. I, we probably know, not. We, we know these don't. The physical products don't. Right. We know that doesn't. So, not that it's a lot of money, Ian, but pennies is better than nothing. Sure. So, dividing out the five thousand dollars. I. To yeah. The it's not that they're going to get money. Um, it's just I'd be interested in knowing what the scenario there, there was, if there's anything going to them. What a joke. Yeah. I. It's, I, I mean, like, we both think we we both thought. Like the the most positive the the the, be, the best case scenario excuse me our wor- excuse me our worst case scenario for this console which was Ian thinking it was going to come out and just no one would care and would flop this is so far down the gutter below what we originally thought well and that was when I still be. had that was before the layers really got peeled back correct. on Tommy and we were all still and, kind and of under this veneer that he's a weirdo but gets stuff done correct we didn't know that he would lie about the console being finished and not have the hiring firmware engineers literally four months before the console was supposed to be in people's hands you know we, we didn't know that that well uh, we didn't know that yeah that we didn't know that was coming uh yeah that was that was again the watershed moment where like the mask was off on this entire project and that's when People started to hate us for being 100% right about virtually every fucking thing that's ever happened. So much so that people thought that we had insider information from people working in the company. So, no, we're just really good at guessing and sniffing out bullshit from uh, fraudsters. Speaking of fraudsters, H. Bomber guy, he's not a fraudster. Um, Who's trying to, a French trying to call me. That'd be funny if we put him on, but no. Um, He put out a great four hour video talking about plagiarism on YouTube. Uh, H-Bomber guy. I think he's a very, very funny individual, but I uh, just have not gotten around to a four-hour video yet. Well, thank God for 1.5x speed, I'll say. But anyway, I watched it all, and there's some really uh, reprehensible people that he spotlights. But in, I'd say, about 15, 20 to 25 minutes, he says, he brings up, hey, everyone, thanks for watching the previous video, and I appreciate all your feedback. And I I will return to this in the future. The yeah. last video was about Tommy Tallarico. Yeah, which means Tommy, your time in, your time in the in the uh, your time is not over yet to be spotlighted by this individual. And I can imagine the amount of people that felt invigorated to talk about all the fucking garbage shit you've done behind the scenes the past 30 years. Everyone who wants a documentary on the Amico is probably going to get it right now. 
this is what it, it's not going to be a documentary on the Mika, but it's going to be. So it, it includes some stuff. It's going to be an expose. I guarantee he will get information that we maybe have not known. But his first video about Tommy was great, but it really just it, 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 it stopped before we even really got to. The Amico it didn't go super in depth with the Amico no. when in Amico was a footnote yeah. before. Amico was a footnote. The Amico, yes, I, I Amico mean, was like a ten-minute footnote, basically. Especially with everything that's happened since, he's got so much material to do a second oh, episode. I mean, I have stories that people have come to me about Tommy, sure, that I've never told. Yeah, because it wasn't my place to tell them about Tommy mistreating people over the decades. Imagine what they're going to tell someone like H Bomber guy who has you know millions of people you know hanging on his every word. Yeah. It's not going to be a good day for you, Tommy. That's all I'm going to say. But you did it to yourself. You shouldn't have f***ed around. You shouldn't have f***ed around. Well, this is funny. That was good. Only 15 minutes over. It was fine. It was a good time. I'm glad. I'm, I'm really happy. I, I was afraid you had a cutting board set up like that. Um, so I'm happy about, about that. I'm not going to top that present, though. That's it. I might, I might as well not buy it. No, it's, 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 it's fantastic. I love that cutting board. I don't know why. If, to me, it was like, would I use that? Yes. If I cooked a lot, that's the first thing I would buy. Because I'm scared of cross-contamination myself. Um, I only have, like, two cutting boards. I have a nice plastic one, and I have, like, a, a, I have, like, a wooden one that's, like, built into the thing. But I don't use it. I always forget it's there. And that's all I have. No, washing my hands in the kitchen is not something I think about. Like it's just I'm Do constantly it. washing my hands. I mean, every two minutes I'm washing my hands. Sure. But now you can have your you can have your layout of, you know, you have your veggie one, you have your meat one, and you can go back and forth and put it on. And, well, and they're flexible too. So um, yeah, dishwasher safe. I'm I'm sure because it's silicone. Uh, yeah. I can I can lift them up and bend them to get. I'm very excited about. I'm happy. Board. I'm going to use that tonight. Use tonight. Go home. Use my cutting board immediately. He said kind of creepily, I'm going to use it immediately. Immediately. I'm going to put it through its paces when I test out. I've been putting shit through its paces lately. I'm going to put this through its paces. I'm going to test out that flexibility of that. All right, everyone. Thanks so much. Uh, We'll see Um, you in the new year. um, Oh, if you liked us, you can get more of us on Patreon.com. Sure can. Slash see your podcast. Uh, We talked about uh, not just sports stuff and complaining about it. We did, but I also talked about Godzilla. Godzilla minus one. And Tommy DeVito. Hey, Jersey. A Jersey kid makes good. Starting for the football giants as quarterback, it's nuts. Yeah. And and it's as Italian as you think it is in northern Jersey. It's cutlets all around. <laughs> Just cutlets. And, and his day. agent looks like a Sopranos uh send off character. Like it's ridiculous. Bad. Check it out. Yeah, I'm not sometimes I'm almost ashamed to be Italian. This is close to it. Uh <laughs> this is kinda close to it. Cannoli cream levels. Uh N sixty four book pre orders are coming, I think, by the weekend, and I'll put out a blast about that. So thanks everyone. Doodles. Happy New Year.